Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Well, welcome to Loud and Queer on <laughs> Sin. Today you're with Katie, Matilda and Emily and we're going to be talking to the editor of Quirrell, and, which is a queer magazine based at universities. And we're also going to be looking at a bit of a news roundup. So, again, I'm Katie. I'm pan and old and <laughs> tired, but we're here. We're queer and we're talking about things. Well, I'm Matilda. I'm young. I'm 19. <laughs> I'm queer. When I'm Emily, I, I think I'm young still. I'm 21. I'm ace and arrow. If you guys ever want to get in touch with us, we're more than happy to start off a conversation on any of our social medias. Um, follow our Twitter and Instagram, which is at SinLoud. And coming up now is Lights Out, a Jerome Blaze remix from Odette. That was Lights Out by Odette, and specifically the Jerome Blaze remix of it. You're listening to Loud and Queer with Katie, Matilda and me, Emily, and we're about to jump straight into some news. So, Katie, what's up? Well, across, well, I'll bet say across pond, but we're not in the UK. It's, so it's like <laughs> up and over the Pacific and into the US. We've got Joshua Harris, the author of I Kiss Dating Goodbye and evangelical, well, former evangelical preacher, has removed his book from publishing and apologised specifically to the queer community for the damage his book has caused because he, which in his book he said that dating was a training ground for divorce and people should um, practice courtship which involved no kissing, hand-holding or being alone together before marriage. So it was very like, you know, and was very anti-queer, anti anything that wasn't quote-unquote godly. So he's since had a crisis of faith, divorced his wife, and kind of reevaluated his entire existence and apologized to the queer community, which I think shows great growth we love <laughs> as a self- person. We love self-reflection here, so that's great. So thanks for the apology and hope you actually do some actionable things to maybe make up yeah. for your nonsense over the last 21 years. Every small step counts, um, mm-hmm. but right now we're going to take about five steps back with my new story. I'm just going to put out a lifeline if you want to contact 131114 is the one to jump on if anything I say causes any negative emotions because it's quite a heavy story. Um, so a Russian homophobic organisation by the name of Saw, which was inspired by the horror movie, published a death list of LGBTQ Russian people. There were at least 14 people on the list, including activist Elena Grigoreva, who was found dead near her home in St. Petersburg on July 21st. But her autopsy shows that she endured multiple stab wounds and strangulation. Um, She had regularly received death threats, which she forwarded to the police who ignored her concerns. The website organised a hunt for LGBTQ people. Um, It posted personal data photos and addresses of their victims and offered prizes to those who completed the attacks. Um, I've tried my best to acquire as much information as possible, but there's been very little media coverage and my best bet has actually been Instagram. 
A young man who was also on the list has posted his experience with death threats, saying he received them on February 24th and June 19th. He was told to leave Russia or suffer the consequences. Um, He made the post four days after the attacks began, and he said that the police in Russia have been inactive with no accused and no suspects. Another activist, Andrew Petrov, also posted on July 25th, saying he was fearing for his life after receiving death threats as well. Um, Ten days after the death of Elena, investigators announced that they have arrested a 27-year-old man who reportedly confessed to the murder. But overall, there's been very little coverage on this. Um, It's just a really alarming time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really too much you can say after things like that. I mean, Russia is pretty notorious for being a very homophobic Mm -hmm. place, as is many places in that eastern bloc of Mm. Europe. And it's... And it's increased over time, which is interesting because it wasn't so maybe like before the fall or like before the fall of the Soviet Union, like it was still strict, but like it's increased like its publicity and promotion of um, queerphobia as kind of a national pride point, to be honest. It's well, yeah. In 2013, odd. Vladimir Putin put out um, a new law saying that there can be no gay propaganda is like how he put it, but basically no um, encouragement of anything outside of a female-male relationship. Okay, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Don't like getting too political. You know, I'm not a very political person. (laughs) That's such a (laughs) lie. (laughs) Um, Vladimir Putin is probably the worst person in the world and he can't say anything about having healthy relationships because that man is divorced and apparently just a terrible person and Mm. also a money launderer. So we've got that. I read the Panama Papers, Putin. I know your secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're going to bring it back to news that maybe is a bit better, Um, actually a lot better because, again, we're seeing a step forward. We like our steps forward. And it's also about books as well, really, to, as Katie put it earlier, bookend our news section and following uh, Equality Australia petition, Angus and Robertson has decided to pull all of their books that are about queer conversion off the shelves to just stop selling them entirely. And about time. Yeah. They've like apologised for selling them too because it's like mainly online. I'm not sure if you remember a few years ago, but Angus and Robertson, most of their sh- like stores got shut down. Mm-hmm. Um so mainly it's online, and they said that the only reason these books even made it to be sold in the first place is because they just didn't have enough checks in place, but now they've put a bunch of words in their algorithms and there's checks in place, and every time they find something, they're going to remove it immediately. And they've called it absolutely deplorable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's exciting. I mean, queer conversion and gay... Con- like It's specifically um, gay conversion that they're talking about for most of these books. Mm-hmm. It's just so damaging. Mm-hmm. So the fact that parents can no longer just jump online and buy those books, because like one of them, I'm looking at some of the titles now, and one of them's A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality. So, uh, oh. no, cancelled. Cancelled. So. <laughs> well, you can't buy that anymore from Angus and Robinson. And next up is Dimmicks, who haven't said anything yet, but they were also named in the petition. So it's assuming they're also selling similar books. Hopefully it's the same circumstance where they're just like, oh, oopsie-daisies, didn't realise we were doing that. 
shut mm-hmm. that down. And this follows on from like the Victorian state government basically outlawing uh, conversion therapy, I think, doesn't it? Or has that passed yet? Um, but yeah. there was um, Daniel Andrews was um, promising or trying to get a bill passed where it was yeah, be illegal to. I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, have queer conversion therapy in Victoria and was trying to push it to. Obviously, he can only do so much in the state, but yeah. so good. Good things are happening in amongst a whole lot of terrible things. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> right now, um, we're going to throw to a song, which is one of my absolute favourites at the moment. Um, my housemate's probably sick of hearing this song. I think I've played it like every day for the past week. But this is Wait a Minute by Willow. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Wait a Minute by Willow. You're listening to Loud and Queer with Emily, Matilda and Katie. And right now we have an interview with Julia, who is working with Querrell at the moment and something that we should be really excited for. So, Julia, can you hear us? Yes, I can. So can you explain for listeners who may not know what exactly this magazine is? So Querrell has been in existence for about 26 years. It's an annual magazine So it's a magazine that's released once a year, and each year it is run by a different um, university. So currently we've just, so we being RMIT, have just taken um, control over it. Um, And we're going to be doing a lot of different things with Corel that probably hasn't been done before um, with this particular magazine. So as well as having an annual print magazine, we are starting a newsletter which will be like our first newsletter will be out on the 16th of August and we are looking to launch a website um, in the next couple of months where we can have ongoing content from queer students and recent graduates. That sounds awesome. So how can people access Querelle? Um, So we have a Querelle Instagram account and we also have a Corel uh, Facebook account, um, and also there is a mailing list, which is how you will get the the um, newsletter, and that is also free. So we're kind of starting to publish on those three different uh, three different sort of um, I guess platforms, and then obviously we will be launching a website in the next couple of months, and then. I think we'll also be planning on getting a um, Twitter account where we'll also be updating folks. But we are most active currently on Facebook, and that is Querelle Magazine, which is Q-U-E-R-E-L-L-E Magazine, or Querelle AU. And, um, yeah, we post content fairly regularly um, from, uh, I guess, different different kinds of um, areas. We haven't started making our content our own content yet. Like, our own content is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we've been sharing like relevant content about queer um, issues in Australia and also internationally. So um, with Querelle, how come it changes universities and what do you think has that impacted the longevity of the magazine and is that relating to the changes you're making with the magazine? Yeah, um, so I think it's a really um, interesting kind of format because obviously this was something that came out of um, the Queer Collaborations Conference, which is a conference that has been going on for about 
30 years or almost 30 years. That's a conference that happens every single year. Um, and a whole bunch of different things kind of come out of it. So HOS Center is one thing that's come out of it, and Coral is another thing that's come out of it. Um, there, isn't, there hasn't been a lot of, um, I guess, longevity, particularly in this magazine. Um, the reason why we are changing a lot of things with Corel is because, you know, people say, uh, if it ain't broke, don't mess around with it. Well, <laughs> some things are broke, and we're changing it because of it. Um, so um, one thing we're, we're really trying to do is kind of make it a more solid platform and have that online presence. We don't really have much online presence except for, you know, if you look up Corel, you'll find like five different um, Facebook accounts um, from different years. So a lot of them have been inactive for like five plus years. Um, so we're trying to make sure that we have a solid online platform, which is also really important because not everyone can have access to a print magazine. So it's also also obviously an annual print magazine isn't able to cover current queer issues. So, you know, kind of having a bit more online content. We're also looking into things like podcasting and web series and more creative works as well. So that's, you know, more beyond, um, you know, just writing um, or news focus or memoir focus. You know, we're interested in creative writing. We're interested in video games. Podcast, web series, all of the above. And you said that you're wanting to create um, a bit of different content this year. What can we expect? Do you have any plans uh, at the moment with certain subjects that will be in your newsletters? Yeah. So I know for a fact that our first newsletter, um, we have a story about growing up queer in Dubai, um, written by one of our editorial team members who uh, grew up in Dubai. Um, So that's going to be really interesting. We've got some current stories happening that people are chasing up. One of that is the Stalls for All campaign, which is happening at Melbourne University. That's all about, um, I guess, gender-neutral bathrooms. I know that that same reporter is going to go and see what's happening in Victorian Parliament regarding the changes to the um, birth certificate. So they're changing laws to um, make it easier for trans folk to change their gender on those um, documents. Um, one thing, some things that we are really interested in doing is um, being a little bit more intersectional with our content. So we're really, really um, looking for more people of colour and in particular um, uh, First Nations folk to write for us and not just write about what it's like to be queer as First Nations, but just write in general, um, whether that be news, creative, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be about your identity so much. But we, you know, we want to see more different perspectives on news. And one thing that we are definitely going to be covering is things like the religious freedoms um, debate, which I think that has been a very polarised debate and has <laughs> definitely left out a whole bunch of people, particularly people of faith who are queer. And we are really looking forward to hearing perspectives from queer people of faith regarding this particular issue, which has been so badly polarised and very alienating. Mm-hmm. Which and speaking of other perspectives, because um, like it's the magazine's based at RMIT, but it is a national magazine. So, are you yeah. looking for anyone in particular for your editorial, or like people to yeah. um, submit so, work to? Is there anywhere in particular you're looking for? Yeah. So currently, we've we've built up our editorial team. 
Um, but we are probably going to be having another call out um, probably towards the beginning of next year. Uh, we are still looking for tech heads so people can work on making um, the, mag- the website happening, um, people who are interested in design, people who are interested in publicity. Those are all really important aspects. Um, we've had really, like, we've got a lot of people from New South Wales and Victoria. We've also got some people from Perth in our editorial team and some people from Canberra, but we are kind of low on people who are from Queensland, South Australia, Tasmania, and Northern Territory. So if you're one of those people, please, like, write for us. Please join those other um, committees. Um, There's ways that you can apply with Corel Mag if you go onto the um, Facebook, and we've posted those things, but you can always message us, and we can show you where to go. We're really interested in content that isn't just from Melbourne, because we understand that Melbourne is very much like the heart of the queer community sometimes, when it really isn't. Um, It's kind of seen to be the heart. So we really want to make sure that we are speaking and hearing from people from different states. And we also want to hear from rural folk, because, you know, so much of queer culture is so city-centric, and we need to hear rural voices. Yeah. So, Julia, you've taken over from the past universities. You're with RMIT. What is your role specifically with Quirrell? Um, currently, I am um, editor-in-chief, so um, my job is more around... It's very loose because me and Alana, we um, sort of we put in a bid for RMIT um, at Queer Collaborations. Um, and it's kind of like we didn't really specifically have roles when we um, put in a bid, but it's kind of been like... I've got um, quite a bit of experience in student media and I've got a journalism degree and I'm studying in media. So I've become much more content focused, whereas I think um, Eleanor's kind of got more of the general operations focus. So, you know, making sure everything's kind of above board with everyone and making sure everyone's working together. So I would consider myself being more content focused. And if someone has a story they feel could be influential, how can they get in contact with someone to write it? Yeah. So you can send in pre-written articles or pictures. So if you have just an idea, to submit.quirrell at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Julia, thank you so much for talking with us. I'm sure most of our listeners have a much better understanding of what Quirrell is and I'm really excited for the first edition of the newsletter to come out. Right now we're going to be throwing to a brand new song um, from Claro who has her brand new album out this week called Immunity. This is Sophia by Claro. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Truth Hurts by Lizzo. You're listening to Loud and Queer with Katie, Emily and Matilda. And speaking of the great and wonderful Lizzo, it is time for Froth or Not. <laughs> so, Emily? Okay, so of course, I've got a couple of froths. The first one being Lizzo. Yes. Um, oh, my Lord. <laughs> what an excellent performer. I've just been listening to... Lizzo, like, all week. But the other thing I've been listening to is Thelma Plum, my second froth, because Thelma came to my university and she performed and, like, oh, my... She's so good live. Matilda would know. Matilda was there. Yeah, I was there. So was Danny, our EP, who is behind the mic today. Thank you for always helping us. But we went to, you know, Unimelb and saw Thelma and she was awesome. Oh, my lo- it sounds exactly the same live. Yeah, like really an amazing performer. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
I'm jealous. I've yet to see her live, and I'm just like sitting here salty. But <laughs> if you also missed out on listening to Thelma Plum live, you can check out our internet mix on Spotify. So check out the Loud and Queer internet mix on Spotify if you want to hear more Lizzo and Thelma Plum. My froth is basically being giving, stopping giving myself scars and um, holes in my fingers because I made myself a leather thimble. So I'm getting into <laughs> creating all the craft things with less bodily harm. Oh, so. She's crafty. Well, she's crafty. Is it crafting without the physical harm? Um, Does that count? I feel like it, it still happens because like, <laughs> I've got, you end up with bruises trying to, because again, sewing a leather thimble is difficult, but I just, I like making things and you, sewing's just disgusting. People are like, <laughs> sewing is such a gentle, no, it's spit blood and just like swearing at things until they work. But You think it's I'm like a Utah it. mum thing, but it's no. really hardcore. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like ladies who lunch and do like sewing. It's like, no. Also, <laughs> the amount of queer um, like sewists and embroidery content creators on Instagram would highly recommend checking out like queer sewist hashtag fabulous people doing fabulous things would recommend amazing um i also have a froth this week um so i've spoken about diana silver's like twice before because i've got a massive crush on her but so what happened with her movie book smart is she grew up conservative but um after seeing herself with a woman in book smart she released an interview talking about her queer identity and how it's something that she does identify with, but because she grew up conservative, it's something that she suppressed for so long and after the movie came out, became much more apparent to her. But basically her Instagram lately has been all about her embracing her sexuality. So she has been just like hinting here and there that she's a lot more queer than she led on in the beginning. And so absolutely frothing that because she is gorgeous. But yeah, that is is my froth this week. That's lovely. Got to love that self-reflection and Mm. self-love coming out into the world. That's that's beautiful. That is some beautiful queer content there. That's lovely. Another amazing thing that happened this week is Pablo Vittar, who is a queer drag queen, um released a new song with Charlie XCX and Pablo, they have almost 9 million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I know, like more than all the other RuPaul queens. Yeah. Yeah. And as an an international artist, they're from Brazil and Uh who's never appeared on like a US television show. They are absolutely amazing. This is their second like major international collaboration. They collaborated with Diplo of all people. This is their first English song, I believe. Um, and collaborating with Charlie XCX is also massive. So just massive shout out to Pablo Vittar. Um, we're going to throw to their song right now, Get Excited. This is Flash Pose by Pablo Vittar and Charlie XCX. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Slip Away by Perfume Genius. You are listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. And we are wrapping up the show now. So, Matilda, for anyone that may have missed it, where can you find us? You can find us, our podcasts on Omni, iTunes and Stitcher, and also get into contact with us on our Facebook group, which is the Sin Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. And if you want to listen to any of the tunes that we played today, you can also get onto the Spotify playlist and Loud and Queer Internet Mixtape 2019. So you can get on to listen to the song that just played by Perfume Genius, which was also on Booksmart um, soundtrack. So if you're into queer 
people being featured in queerish content, then you can get amongst that as well. And if you've just joined us now today, we had a pretty heavy news whip around talking about um, Christianity and its role with queer people, but also kind of a positive story. Um, And then also the deaths that have been happening in Russia. And then we also spoke to Julia, who is the new um, editor of Corel, um, which is a queer magazine um, that's just switched over to RMIT University and their first publication is coming out very soon. So mm-hmm. look out for that one. And you can jump onto their mailing list and you can find them, which I think is featured on their Facebook page at Crowell Magazine 2019. So get amongst that if you're looking for some more visual queer content to go with your loud and queer audio content. So Yeah, speaking of loud and queer audio content, we are on every Sunday at 4pm. So definitely check us out next week. And if you still want to listen to some great tunes, coming up next is Sunday Sweets. So you can hear all the newest tracks, both international and local. Well, that is our show for Loud and Queer today. We are Australia's only fully queer run radio station for young people. Um, That is all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right now we have Black Child by Birds featuring Mojo Juju. You've been listening to Loud and Queer on Synth.